country split into two, a nation coming to grips with a coup, and one man is to blame for it all. One six Insurrection Day, Thursday night on ABC. Not on my watch. Starring Demi Moore as Nancy Pelosi. Why do you hate them so much? Meryl Streep as Liz Cheney. Well, we didn't come here to have a discussion, did we come here to... You don't have the votes to block this. And Leo DiCaprio as Adam Schiff. All that they own is mine. And Donald Trump plays himself. You don't concede when there's theft involved. A day when America went to hell because one man defied the odds. One six Insurrection Day, Thursday night on ABC. Supported and sponsored by the Democratic Party. And, of course, that's uh, our attempt at satire here. Welcome to the program. It's good to be here, Jim Watkins, and we are going to have a spectacular show for you today because uh, I'm revved up. I've got so much on my, my inbox, and I'm ready to hit send, if you know what I mean. It, it, we are also in, in uh, dangerous times, believe it or not. We are in ta- uh, dangerous times because we have a government that has gone completely mad. Uh, in fact, I, I wrote about it on my website, The Jim Watkins Show. Go to the articles page, thejimwatkinsshow.online. And it's my memo to Joe Biden because his energy policy, uh, policy is starving Americans, just like our baby formula policy is starving young babies. And he does not seem to get it. As a matter of fact, I want you to hear uh, this senator from the very state of Michigan who is so proud to announce that she no longer has to put gasoline in her vehicle. I'd have to say just on the issue of uh, uh, gas prices, after waiting for a long time uh, to have enough chips in this country to finally get my electric vehicle, I got it uh, and drove it from Michigan to here uh, this last weekend and went by every single gas station and didn't matter how high it was. And so I'm looking forward to the opportunity for us to move to vehicles that aren't going to be dependent on the um, whims of the oil companies and the uh, international markets. Isn't that pretty amazing? She's a senator, but she yet so ignorant of physics. So ignorant of physics, indeed. I mean, does she not understand that the electricity that goes into charging her vehicle comes from uh, a source of energy which is funded or produced by fossil fuels? It's not renewables. It's providing the electricity. It's fossil fuels. And she, she doesn't understand it. Neither does our president. These people are, uh, you know, just last week we had a person who, oh, by the way, that was Senator Deb Stabenow from the great state of Michigan, home to Ford Motor Company. And uh, this woman, the Black Leadership Network CEO, Donna Jackson, I think put, put it pretty well as to how we're all suffering under this this energy policy of the president. You know, there are people who are actually having to quit their jobs or get second jobs because they can't afford to fill up their gas tanks. The average family, there's a study that the average family uses about a thousand gallons of gas a year. You have people now that are paying more than an extra $3,000 a year for gas. If you look at low income families, they're paying more for gas than they are for their rent, a higher percentage. And this administration did this on purpose. He promised us that he would uh, end fossil fuel, and he's doing everything to actively do that. And, of course, our president spoke on this very issue of why exactly 
He is driving, driving, mind you, driving the price of energy way up so that we all have to pay exorbitantly at the pump. When it comes to the gas prices, uh, we're going through an incredible transition that is taking place that God willing, when it's over, will be stronger and the world will be stronger and less relying on fossil fuels. Meanwhile, we'll all have to pay through our nose. That's that's the plan. And he's sticking to it. Jen Grenholm just yesterday said that she is uh, she's happy to see more people on buses and taking public transportation because that's going to save our planet. I mean, these people are so clueless. They have no idea what they're doing to the American people. And so my memo reads very clearly that Joe Biden has failed the American people by purposely inflating gas prices because he feels a need to go green and make every other American suffer because he thinks and he has been persuaded by a very small group of environmental idiots to think that if America doesn't produce gas, we are somehow curbing climate emissions, that we are somehow fighting climate change, that we are a small drop in a bucket and the other large drops are China and India, which refuse to do anything. But it's okay to have other countries produce fossil fuels, mind you, just not us, not in our backyard. And by the way, America has among the cleanest and most stringent standards for producing cheap gas. Cheap gas, that's right, right under our feet. We could immediately go to 350 a gallon right now if Joe Biden would release permits, reestablish land lease permits, and give a green light to American energy companies to drill and to produce and to pump. Do it now. But he won't. He will screw every American just to prove he cares about the environment. And since he doesn't have to face the pain of the pump, nor does anyone else in Congress for that matter, then you will be expected to pay more, more, and more until you are broke and no longer able to provide for your family. That is by design. This is Joe Biden to the American people. Screw you. You're a polluter. I call the shots. And I have the right to say no to cheap energy, no to lower gas prices, and no to lower energy prices for everything else just so I can say I'm fighting climate change. That is what is in his mind. And you know what really irks me is you never have the president uh, challenged by anybody in the media. Every single day we, we, are, uh, we are hearing this kind of BS from here, here is the White House press. You said, you said he's giving them space. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, he's not in regular communication with well, the Democrats or Republicans well, involved. Well, I'll that say problem. this. What I can say is that, you know, what I, I'm not going to, as we, you know, we like to say, we don't read out any uh, private conversations, but, and I've mentioned this last week, uh, our, our Office of Ledge Affairs, his Office of Ledge Affairs have been in constant communications uh, since the Uvalde shootings, more than uh, dozens of conversations with leadership in Congress, with the negotiators, and also with staff. By the way, Corrine is a fake. She is a fake White House press secretary. She doesn't know what she's doing. She doesn't have any ability to even answer a simple question. She can't tell the truth. She's incapable of telling the truth. I mean, aren't we supposed to expect the truth from our transparent leaders? Hmm. You know, um, this is where we're standing, and that's why I'm so uh, disgusted at this supposed fake commission hearing tomorrow where they'll try to get to the bottom of the insurrection. And it's all for public show. As a matter of fact, we actually do have audio today. Uh, Adam Schiff uh, examining a January 6th trespasser. And there, that man is a slime. 
He is a slime. If he's allowed to go free, then something really wrong is going on. It's so critical you are out of order. Yeah. You're out of order. You're out of order. Oh, but... The whole trial is out of order. Yeah, that's uh, Adam Schiff, a little excited there, grilling a... Uh... Uh, a, a witness right now, one of the trespassers, one of those people that accidentally walked into the people's house because the Capitol Police opened the doors because Nancy Pelosi told them to stand down that day. I mean, they're not even allowing real questions to be asked at this. And so that's why they hired that's why they hired an ABC News consultant to produce a government uh, process to produce, by the way, a government process that is not supported by the Constitution. What they're doing in the January 6th Commission is not constitutional. I've spoken not enough about this, but it, it actually is dear to my heart because what I see happening here, I used to see happening and I used to hear about in other countries, third world countries. And and, and it bothers me to a great deal, deal that there are people who just went to, to hear the president speak. They just went to hear the president and and they were told to go over and make their voices heard and then the gates were open the floodgates were open the police were guiding him in there were fbi implants that were in the groups leading him this way and that way and these people were following was i am convinced i'm convinced that it's a setup but that's because i don't listen to what other people tell me i watch the videos i read the transcripts and when you have to go and hire an ABC, the, I've been telling you all along that the media and the government are now sleeping together. One of them is going to get monkeypox if they're not careful. But you've got ABC now coming in to orchestrate a hearing for the American people. And that's why, that's why I created this stupid little parody, because it draws to light what these people are doing. A country split into two, a nation coming to grips with a coup, and one man is to blame for it all. 1-6, Insurrection Day, Thursday night on ABC. Not on my watch. Starring Demi Moore as Nancy Pelosi. Why do you hate them so much? Meryl Streep as Liz Cheney. Well, we didn't come here to have a discussion. Did we come here to... You don't have the votes to block this. And Leo DiCaprio as Adam Schiff. All that they own is mine. And Donald Trump leaves himself. You don't concede with his theft involved. A day when America went to hell because one man defied the odds. One six Insurrection Day, Thursday night on ABC. Supported and sponsored by the Democratic Party. So you're getting my point is that this is, you know what? Uh, Al Pacino is right. I want you to know this is nothing personal. It's purely business. <laughs> yeah, so it is interesting to see how many people have embraced the idea that we should just accept the inflation that we're having, the high prices. It's, uh, the word is nonplussed. Welcome back to the program. Jim Watkins filling in for Robert today. And we are talking about a whole host of things, but they're all centered around uh, a central theme, which is that things are not as they, well, the hands that we're in are not very steady hands. Uh, As I was mentioning about Biden and what he's doing now with the, and I don't mean, it's not the purpose of this program to get on every day and just drill you know, Biden, it's not my intent. I'm always willing to give somebody a shot 
and allow them to do what they do. And, and hopefully I want him to have success. I mean, obviously my success is directly tied. All of our successes are tied to him being successful. And that's why we voted for him. And he's upset now because his poll numbers are lower than Trump. Well, he's not. He, it seems that he's, you know, the good, a good leader will seek out people who tell them honestly what is going on. Um, you know, and it's interesting because he is aided by a person. They don't even get along. I was watching some old tapes of the vice president elections. And it was interesting to hear Kamala really dig into Biden. I mean, it was almost embarrassing the way that they had a tit for tat going on stage. And it was very clear that they didn't get along, but yet here they are. And it's interesting because I was, I'm impressed by Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard uh, said a lot of smart things. And I know people say that "Eh, she's a Democrat. Uh, you know, but she could have very well been a very good vice president. In fact, I would I would say this: if she had been the vice presidential pick, I would feel a lot more confident about impeaching Trump, uh, uh, Biden. No question. I mean, it would be a no-brainer because at least I would know that there be somebody there that had some sort of clue as to what is going on. So here's Tulsi giving a speech. Not many days ago, and I think she she encapsulated encapsulates it pretty well. What do you think? I want to bring in Congresswoman Gabbard. Congress, we'll, we'll save that. Where is that Tulsi uh, Tulsi speech? Uh, here it is. We are facing a barrage of attacks on these freedoms, on these principles, by those who are in positions of power, who care more for their power or themselves than they do for the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and the American people. So what are they doing? What is their approach in this race for more power? It's to divide and conquer, to weaken the populace, to make us more dependent on government so that they have more control, to censor us, to silence us, to disarm us, to pit us one against the other, using identity politics and fomenting fear and hatred between us. And that's exactly what she's doing, and she's being honest, and people have a great capacity to hear that and say, you know what, I wish I had that instead of this. Space is exciting. It spurs our imaginations, and it forces us to ask big questions. Space it affects us all. Yeah, okay. This is something else. I mean, it's, that's who we have as, as our, our vice president. And this is interesting because it was just, she was almost gone. Kamala Harris's career was almost destroyed by Tulsi Gabbard. And it was on this day at this event that she completely shut out Vice President Harris. She would have been gone forever. I want to bring in Congresswoman Gabbard. Congresswoman Gabbard, you took issue with Senator Harris confronting Vice President Biden at the last debate. You called it a, quote, false accusation that Joe Biden is a racist. What's your response? I want to bring the conversation back to the broken criminal justice system that is disproportionately negatively impacting black and brown people all across this country today. Now, Senator Harris says she's proud of her record as a prosecutor and that she'll be a prosecutor president, but I'm deeply concerned about this record. There are too many examples to cite, but... She put over 1,500 people in jail for marijuana violations and then laughed about it when she was asked if she ever smoked marijuana. She blocked evidence. She blocked evidence that would have freed 
freed an innocent man from death row until the courts forced her to do so. She kept people in prison beyond their sentences to use them as cheap labor for the state of California. And she fought to keep cash you, bail system in place that impacts <laughs> poor people in the worst kind of way. Thank you, Congress. And that was the end of uh, Harris's career, because after that, she didn't appear in the polls. See, everybody saw that. Everybody watched it. And they heard those things about Kamala Harris. And they said, whoa, keep her out of the White House. We don't want her anywhere near. And then and then Joe Biden comes in and he raises the rope, the the, the metaphorical rope, says, come on in. And now we're stuck with, with Larrabee, you know, Larrabee from Get Smart. You won't fire me because Larrabee will be in charge. That's what we have. We have a Larrabee president. And it's this woman here. Space is exciting. It spurs our imaginations. And it forces us to ask big questions. (laughs) Yeah, number one among them is, how did you get in the White House, lady? And it connects. Oh, stop. Where's the stop button? Okay, there it is. So that's that's where we have it. So now we have we have Tulsi, the same actors. You know, now they're they're doing. Uh, you know what Kamala Harris is doing now? She's going to go at, uh, see the uh, summit of the Americas, and the Mexican president is even coming. <laughs> I'm not going to go do that. He's got a problem. He's got a bunch of immigrants running through his country on the way to America, and this president doesn't want to do anything about it because she's too busy trying to find the root cause of things. And I, I could tell you what, what the root cause is of people coming to the United States because it's a better life here. Notwithstanding all the current conditions that they face, you know, that some of them are probably turning back. I wouldn't be surprised they read the newspaper. Maybe they don't have second thoughts about coming here. How far is it to Panama? Hmm. Maybe we can make it across Panama. We could go to South America. <laughs> I hear things are getting better in Colombia. So, um, you know, so this is where we're at. A president who refuses to acknowledge that he is uh, centrally responsible for the, the high gas prices every single day. What are they at? 750 now in some places. So if you're interested, read the article on my website, Jim, the Jim Watkins show dot online. And it's under articles and it's memo to Joe Biden. And I asked the question, when is enough enough? When is enough enough? When do we... I mean, people should walk to the White House. They should walk as far as they can from Richmond, Virginia, from Baltimore. Don't even get in their cars, walk. Because eventually we're all going to be walking anyway. And they should have signs, just like in the old days. But they're not. And I don't understand why this is This is going to upend the World Health Organization. The World Bank just announced that we're in for a long ride. That guy that made the movie The Short Sale. He's saying that it's about to collapse. Jamie Dimon from the world's largest lender of money is saying there's a hurricane coming. Elon Musk is considering maybe not buying Twitter because maybe he wants to save his money for the recession. All of these things are going on. Well, I guess we got inflation. Yep, it's Putin. Yep, it's Putin causing the inflation. And then you've got a White House press secretary who who denies that we even have a problem. You know what they say, you can't fix a problem unless you identify that you have a problem. And this administration refuses to admit that they have a problem. We have a problem. We'll be right Anyway, back by popular demand, we thought we'd get this out of the way. For those who didn't hear it the first time, from our vice president, Kamala Harris. Space is exciting. <laughs> 
It spurs our imaginations. And it forces us to ask big questions. Space, it affects us all. And it connects us all. You know, she does have a career, perhaps, on the next rendition of the next Star Trek, whatever they decide to do with it. She could play the uh, chief officer or something like that, right? You know, speaking of movies, uh, I was thinking about this. You know, a lot of times when I'm doing research for the show, I do run across quite a bit of uh, data. And and I'm a kind of a data guy anyway. Like today, for example, you know that COVID deaths in America were 24 in the whole country. 24 people reported dying from COVID. And I don't say it to diminish the 24 people, but that number used to be 10 times as high for months. And even before that, it was 100 times. There, there, were, there was a period where there were 1,200, 2,000 people every single day, every single day for months. The United States was leading the rest of the world, partly because of our transparency and partly because the government refused to let people get therapy making them get sick until they almost died, and then they t- you know, stick them up to a respirator. But I digress. But anyway, there's a lot of data that comes through constantly. And so, for example, today, and I, and I, and I started to think about that scene in 1984. I want you to listen to this and, and see if it sounds at all familiar to some of the rhetoric that we sometimes get from today's media whenever they're spouting unemployment numbers, and so forth. Listen to this. In 1983, Oceania's coal output reached 630 million tons. In 1976, coal output was 605 million tons, an increase of 4.1%. 5.3 million tractors were produced, an increase of 17.6%. All right, so, so that's kind of always going on in the background. You're always hearing, no matter where you go, and these people, that scene from the 1984 movie, and they're all sitting around, they're talking about chocolate and razor blades, and they can't find any. And, and so I, I read this report. This is today from the World Bank, uh, from the Associated Press. The World Bank has sharply downgraded its outlook to, for the global economy, pointing to Russia's war against Ukraine. All right, so they're insinuating that the, the economies of the world are, are suffering because of the war. And in this case, it's Ukraine and Russia, right? So they write, the 189 country anti-poverty agency predicted Tuesday that the world economy will expand 2.9% this year, that the world will be down 5.7% global growth in 2021, and from 4.1%, uh, you know, uh, forecast for 2022 going back to January, uh, they go on to say for the United States, the World Bank has slashed its growth forecast to 2.5% this year from 5.7% in 2021, and it starts to sound like 1984. In 1983, Oceania's coal output reached 630 million tons. And in China, the world's second biggest economy after the United States, the World Bank expects growth to slow to about 4.3% to about 8.18%. See what I mean? It's, 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 it's data that just gets thrown at you when you start to just... Absorb it. You don't question it. You just simply ab- absorb it. And it got me to the th- th- thinking that I think there's a lot of that going on today where people are told about a problem, but they're they're just told to accept it. Like a lot of people today are just told to accept that the gas prices are going up because there's a war in Ukraine. That sounds a lot like 
uh, you know, truth speak, doesn't it? <clears throat> it's, it sounds very dystopian because it is. Because they figured out that we suckers, we the people, uh, will just take whatever they tell us and we have to accept it. Another interesting point I'll make about this, and I've, I've only recently noticed this, but every time, like for example, the other day when Biden was giving the gun speech and he was rattling off all these statistics, and when you go online and try to find the facts, you'll see that everything that he said is mirrored. Even though when you know, and it's not usually backed up, it's just reported. So it's a report of a report of a report. It's not actually where the data comes from. It's just other people reporting on the data being reported by the other people. And so it gives it an air of authority to it. You know, and so... This is what I think sometimes is going on. It's to obfuscate the truth, which is we have a president who is completely out of control. He doesn't know what his country is doing. And we have Pete Buttigieg on TV today, today again, spreading the lie that we are suffering because of a war that's 12,000 miles away. And what they don't tell you is the federal gas tax. Whew, they're, they're raking in the dough. You know all that money that they gave you? for the, uh, what was it, the stimulus? You've already paid it back and, and tenfold, and you will continue to pay it back. And that's where we're at. So it is Pride Month, so we do need to give a little bit of acknowledgement to Pride. So roll the music, please. A story out of Nor Norway. Do we have the music? Where is it? I don't hear it. Crank it up, baby. Where is it? Oh, I guess we don't have it. Oh, there it is. Okay. This is a Sister Sledge Pride Month. We are a family in honor of our friends overseas. This from Paul Watson of Summit News. A Norwegian feminist faces up to three years in prison for saying that biological men can't be lesbians. Mm -hmm, it's true. Christina Ellingson of the global feminist organization Women's Declaration International is under police investigation for making the claim in a tweet in which she criticized the trans activism group FRI. She, she wrote, Why does FRI teach young people that males can be lesbians? Isn't that conversion therapy? She also questioned the legitimacy of FRI's advisor, Christine Gentoft, who identifies as a lesbian despite being born a biological male. <laughs> Quote, Gentoft, who is male, and an advisor to FRI presents himself as a lesbian. That's how bonkers the organization, which supposedly works to protect young lesbians' interests. How does it help young lesbians when males claim to be lesbian too? That's what Ellingson wrote. And she faces three years in prison for writing that. She wrote, you are a man. You cannot be a mother. That's what she told the lesbian who is the head of the FRI. Quote, to normalize the idea that men can be mothers is, is a defined form of discrimination against women. She said it, and now even Amnesty International is involved, accusing Ellingson of harassment for saying that Gentoff is a man on national television. You know, a couple of, I think it was last week in, in the UK, uh, there was a rapist who raped a woman, but because the rapist was trans, the UK refused to acknowledge that the suspect who was being charged with the crime was male. So this is how confused the world is when you have all of these people walking around in relative truth land, living in their own little self-created reality. It's all coming to a head. It's like that scene 
from Seinfeld where the lives of George Costanza meet and there's this explosion. I think there was an episode of Star Trek just like that, too. It's gone bonkers, folks. We'll be right back. So we want to say hi to our new family and our new friends in uh, beautiful Las Vegas. It's good to uh, be there. I love that town. I've gone there so many times. It used to be one of my the most favorite frequent place that I would go for fun uh, and have a great time. So many great memories there. And my wife and I are definitely overdue for a trip back. But we want to say hi to Andy, Vieira, and the crew at the club, 670. Uh, they get you started in the day and they follow us a little bit later on. Uh, Mark, Thomas, and Andy, uh, keep up the good work, guys. Uh, we love you out there in Vegas and we want to hear from you too. Don't forget, you can all, always join me on my website which is the Jim Watkins show dot online the Jim Watkins show dot online also you can listen to us on CRN talk and we're on in about a dozen markets across the country so we're growing the Robert Dobby show and the Robert Dobby empire is growing and we're very excited to bring you this every single day so thank you so much for your support uh, is it time for our yeah I think it is it's time for our yep it's time for our monkey pox update where we try to keep you posted on the latest. Now, I did check the numbers, and according to our world and data, because I look at the numbers, we are up to a 1,000 cases now of monkeypox around the world, 33 cases in the United States, and it is mostly spread through gay sex. Just telling you like it is, folks. Doesn't mean you can't get it if you're not gay, but if you are gay and you're having gay sex... That person you're having it with might just have monkeypox, especially if they've been to the fetish festival in Antwerp. Ask him, hey, have you been to Belgium lately? You just come back from the UK, huh? Okay. All righty. What's that little rash on you? Hey, um, the CDC has raised its alert level for monkeypox to level two. Now, remember on Friday, they told us, go have a good weekend. Enjoy Pride Month. Now they're kicking it up to level two. Hmm, I wonder why. It is interesting. You can track it on our, our worldindata.com. Just look for the monkeypox graph. It's actually interesting. And um, for a while there, it was like deviling every day. And then it kind of slowed for three days. I assume, I think probably what happened was the people over at the World Health Organization took the weekend off. Because it suddenly jumped over 1,000. And I think that's why they're getting a little nervous. Anyway, so they're writing that while the level of COVID-19 is much higher, and we should always be cognizant of that, monkeypox has spread across the globe out of Africa since March. March now. That's brand new information. Never read it before. That's interesting, isn't it? That's the first time March has come up because, as far as I knew, the first case didn't happen until May. A little bit of extra information that makes me curious. Monkeypox symptoms begin as relatively flu-like, but expand to swelling of lymph nodes and a rash across your body and your face. Ultimately, painful lesions form on rash areas, leaving everyone or leaving severe scarring. Not, not a fun thing. Uh, cases of monkey, monkeypox have reported in Europe, North America, South America, Africa, Asia, Australia. Some cases were reported among men who have had sex with other men. Some cases also reported with people who live in the same household as an affected person. <laughs> they do have a vaccine for it. Uh, and not that many people die of it. But ugh, ugh, 
just the name of it. It's it's related to the Pox family. So anyway, so again, with moments left, let me just recap again what, what we're about to be introduced to tomorrow or Thursday uh, on TV on ABC. And, and and again, they what they did was they went out and this is Nancy Pelosi. This is all Nancy Pelosi. Okay. Adam Schiff and Nancy Pelosi have put this together for you to watch. It is their attempt to make sure that Donald Trump never, ever, ever, ever comes to Washington again, and certainly not to the White House. And you know what? I get it. It's politics. It's what they feel they got to do. And they've convinced themselves. By the way, uh, who was it? Dennis Prager wrote a great article today about how the road to hell is paved with good intentions. What's the road to heaven? And his answer is wisdom. And wisdom is an endangered species in Washington, D.C. It is nowhere to be found. These people think they're doing everything for the right reason. And somehow you're hearing a lot of this lately, too, about, oh, we got to save our democracy. we gotta, we got to save our democracy. They want to save their democracy. They don't want to save the democracy. They want to save their democracy, the democracy that gives them unlimited and unfettered power to keep American citizens locked away in jail for simply trespassing. Much more severe crimes have been done in recent months. There was another uh, protest where a lot of people walked into the White House, or not the White House, but the People's House, uh, and, and they weren't... I forget what the issue was. It had something to do with, I think it was uh, Roe v. Wade or something. Anyway, nobody got arrested. Nobody got shot. People were allowed to protest. But no, no, not on Jan 6. Not on Jan 6. That was the day. That was the day they tallied the votes from a questionable election that was rife with mystery and mayhem. And they know it. And they know, I know for a fact that Nancy Pelosi is in charge of the Capitol Police. It has been verified that she called a stand down. And even Donald Trump, I believe, or Mike Pence or somebody had offered to bring the National Guard to uh, Washington. And she refused. And that's an important point. And we know that there were FBI agents embedded in the crowds, at least a dozen of them. One of them who's on video several times trying to coerce people into going into the into the House of Congress. And similar to what happened with the so-called uh, kidnapping case of Whitmer, we found out that FBI agents had actually created the plot of that case. So what's to say that they didn't try to instigate a rebellion? And, and how is it that all the cameras were in exactly the right spots? exactly the right spots there to get it all they had the window shots they had they even had the video of the guards opening up the gates and leading them to the back door and those doors are on auto lock which means that once they close you can't get in unless you're let in and they have video of police letting them in so tell me where the insurrection occurred because people were upset that they weren't being told the truth remember we started the show with that question, which is that people have a great ability to see the truth. And it is true. We have what I call truthometers. We can tell when someone's telling us a lie. We Listen to this woman. She's the White House press secretary, and she's asked about what the president has discussed about the economy. Now, you can, you can tell BS. It's pretty easy to spot. 
said, you said he's giving them space. Uh, I mean, he's not in regular communication well, with either the Democrats or Republicans. Well, involved in I'll say this. What I can say is that, you know, what I, I'm not going to, as we, you know, we like to say, we don't read out any uh, private conversations, but, and I've mentioned this last week, uh, our, our Office of Ledger Affairs, his law Office of Ledger Affairs have been in constant communications uh, since the Uvalde shootings, more than uh, dozens of conversations with leadership in Congress, with the negotiation, negotiators, and also with staff. No, what? What'd you say? Huh? That was a lot of words, but it didn't really say anything. What they used to call a word salad. I mean, at least with Jen Psaki, she would lie bold face, but she was articulate in her lies or whatever she was trying to pass that day. This woman can't even construct a sentence. She reminds me of another person. Space is exciting. All right, enough. Uh, so that's where we're at. So we're going to be treated to a kangaroo court, and you're going to you're going to hear a lot of screaming, and you're going to hear Adam Schiff Space? going off on things. He's going to get really upset, and he's going to start, you know, trying to make things dramatic because that's what Adam Schiff does. He's you know he's got a constituency back home of. A lot of Hollywood movie producers and directors who line the Hollywood Hills along Mulholland Drive, and they're rooting for old Adam. I'm almost pretty sure that the reason he keeps keeps getting reelected is because he keeps doing the bidding of people like Rob Reiner and other Hollywood moguls, the guy who runs Netflix. They fund his campaign. They run re-election campaigns, keep this guy in office because he does their bidding. He's a weak, weak man. He lies through his teeth, you know. Anyway, so that's where we're at. We're going to watch a kangaroo jungle. We're going to see it all. ABC is there. Uh, I'm wondering why NBC and CBS have not yet, but I'm sure they'll announce. And it's going to be the it's going to be a television show that looks like real. It's almost like a reality show, but it's not really a reality show because everything that you're being told is a lie. A country split into two, a nation coming to grips with a coup, and one man is to blame for it all. One six Insurrection Day, Thursday night on ABC. Not on my watch. Starring Demi Moore as Nancy Pelosi. Why do you hate them so much? Meryl Streep as Liz Cheney. Well, we didn't come here to have a discussion. Did we come here to... You don't have the votes to block this. And Leo DiCaprio as Adam Schiff. All that they own is mine. And Donald Trump plays himself. You don't concede with his theft. A day when America went to hell because one man defied the odds. One six Insurrection Day, Thursday night on ABC. Supported and sponsored by the Democratic Party.